Our Old Testament lesson this evening comes from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 9, verses 2 through 7. Hear now the word of the Lord. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressors, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us, authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. And together we say, thanks be to God. Our New Testament lesson this evening comes from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. Hear now the word of the Lord. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in the manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you Good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find the child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and had gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. 
This is the word of God for thus the people of God. And together we say, thanks be to God. Good news of great joy. That's the message that the shepherds were met with. An angel appearing to them in a field. And it says they were terrified. And I imagine so. That's not a very common occurrence. I mean, I've been out in fields before, not as a shepherd, I suppose, but I have never seen an angel just appear right before me. In fact, not, not in uh, my very short life have I had such an experience. So I can only fathom that this was terrifying. But the angel says, fear not, for I am bringing you good news of great joy. What an interesting expression that the angel chooses to let the shepherds know. What an interesting group of people to know the good news of great joy. This whole scene is just curious. It's not the way that we would exactly expect it to go. Now, granted, hindsight is twenty-twenty, and so 2,000 years later, this tale is all too familiar and maybe starts to drone on and on year after year. But we need to take just a moment and appreciate what God has done in this moment of good news and great joy. Okay, so, so to begin with, consider the very fact that this child was born. And I don't just simply mean by immaculate conception or the virgin birth or anything like that, but the very fact that this child, Jesus, is God with us, Emmanuel. As the McNats were, were lighting the, the candle this evening, you know, the, the very last line that we've been saying uh, all throughout Advent is, O come, O come, Emmanuel. And if you walk through the Stations of the Nativity, I believe it is over here somewhere. There is a point that, that describes that name, Emmanuel, means God with us. What a beautifully powerful concept. I heard a story uh, a, a while ago uh, about... Uh, a few religious leaders who had gathered together in this uh, sort of ecumenical conference. And now I, I need to make a disclaimer. By no means am I any person to say that any religion is inferior to another. Just an interesting story. Uh, these religious leaders gathered together, uh, a couple from uh, a couple who were Muslim imams, a couple of Buddhist priests, a few Sikhs. A uh, few Christians, Jewish rabbis, you know, the whole lot's gathered together. And, uh, and they begin talking about their experiences of faith. And they get all excited about the things they have in common, which you would be surprised. There's quite a lot that all of these religions have in common. Primarily the emphasis on, uh, on community and uh, love, charity, respect, Honor, kindness, mercy, compassion, justice, righteousness, peace, joy, these kind of things they all have in common. But they started to figure out where their differences shone as they started talking about, well, their own concepts of salvation. And as each kind of describes their own religion's concept of salvation, uh, one, of the, uh, one of the Christian pastors said, okay, if I understand this correctly, it sounds to me that each of you have before you a mountain. And at the peak of that mountain is salvation. And if you work hard enough or do the right things, do the good deeds, then you're able to ascend this mountain and reach salvation, reach God. 
And they say, well, I mean, it's kind of weird that you have to boil it down that way, but essentially, sure. And the pastor said, imagine for a moment that God, at the top of the mountain, decided to come down the mountain to where you are, at the bottom, and bring salvation directly to you. I said, that sounds pretty nice. That was a lot easier than having to climb a mountain. He said, let me tell you about Jesus. It's this notion that, that this Christ child, born in a manger, right? This whole moment was God coming from on high directly to be with us, to be among us. And not to just like zap, appear, boom, God in all glory. No, no, no. To come in the most human way possible, the way each of us were brought into the world. A very painstaking process. Later this evening, we're going to sing the hymn, Silent Night. I, can, I, I personally haven't been through the experience of childbirth, but I can only imagine that it wasn't a silent night. Right? So this is how God chooses to come to be with God's people in the most human way possible. And then the first people to hear about it are shepherds. Now, I don't know if you know anything about shepherds. If you yourself have been a shepherd at some point or anything like that, that would be very interesting. I'd love to hear your life story. But shepherds in this day and time, this is like the lowest paid employee. Like, this is, you, you don't get a whole lot for being a shepherd. And it's a very gruesome lifestyle. Like, you're always battling off other uh, creatures who want to eat your flock, and you're having to, like, keep a vigilant eye and take care of them. And it is, yeah, it's, it's not, like, the greatest job in the world. In fact, shepherds were seen as some of the lowest of society. And here is God showing up, the king of the universe, in human form, to be with the people, and the first people to know about it are these shepherds. And the thing that these shepherds get to hear is a message of good news, of great joy. And what is that message? That gospel message, the word gospel means good news. That gospel message there, a savior has been born to us this day. Salvation has come from on high directly to be among us in the most humble state possible, lowly in a manger, because there was no place for God anywhere else in the city. I mean, that's incredible. That's great love. That's great news. Great joy right there that salvation would come in this way to be with us, to dwell among us, and to live his life for us. And now, I'm not going to get all the way to the cross yet. If you would like to take that journey with us, Lent is actually coming pretty early this year. But before we get to that, we just have to take a moment to appreciate the good news of great joy. That a Savior, not just any Savior, not just somebody who's able to like pick you up out of a ditch kind of Savior, like the Savior who holds you with greatest love, has come to be with us, among us, dwell around us in human form. And yes, we had the whole resurrection process, but Jesus said, I do not leave you as orphans. 
Instead, we have an advocate in the Holy Spirit and a constant communion with God, God with us. This is the good news of great joy that was presented to shepherds of all people on that evening, that we might have salvation be brought to us rather than us have to do anything other than say, yes, Lord, to accept. That is good news of great joy. And the reason it came to the shepherds and not to the 1% richest in society, the kings and queens of the world, is to note that this good news isn't just for those who can access it. This is good news for all of us. No matter our status, no matter who we may be, no matter where we might be going after this, no matter what our lives might look like, this good news of great joy comes to us freely by the grace of God. And that, my friends, is some good news. Let us pray this evening.